in progress. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to get started just in a minute or two. We're started just in a minute or two. All right, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good morning, good morning, good Monday. All right, you all can hear me okay, right? Yes. Yes, it's great. Thank you so much, guys. Good morning. Uh, today is July the 12th, Monday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. My name is Doug Blake, senior partner here at Senior Life Insurance Company. I'm gonna go ahead and mute everybody, but please, as we all say, as always, please participate as much as possible unmute yourself and let us hear your voice as these calls will help you get to where you want to go. Um, some weekly to-dos, announcements, whatever you like to call them here today, Wednesday, of course, every Wednesday, folks, is our lead order day. Thursday is our production report due day, our report card day. Friday are our individual team calls. 
Um, we also uh, encourage y'all to log into Slice if you're selling on an iPad um, every Friday before end of business as occasionally the home office will run some updates over the weekend in which you would be unable to log in. So important to go ahead and do that. And also too, um, August 1st is a Sunday, folks. It falls on a non-working business day. So with that being said, all the seniors that would normally get their money their benefits on the first will be getting it on Friday, July the 30th. Okay. So just kind of be mindful of that. Um, the Blake group app folks, um, both available on the Apple and Android platforms. Um, a great way to share this opportunity with people and go over their benefits, um, has videos, testimonials, information about us, our contract levels, all that fun stuff. And also as an agent, has ways for you to get reminders for the meetings, training information, um, reporting production, um, and all that fun stuff that you need to actively policy corrections, ordering leads, everything is all right there on the app. Um, please go ahead and download that application. It will be a big, big savior for your life here at Senior Life and the Blake Group. Our promotions last month, folks, um, as we all say that we have the most aggressive, most aggressive commission platform in America today. And what I love so much about this platform is that you know exactly where you, you know exactly what you need to do to get to where you want to go. No one's going to hold you back, right? If you do the work, you'll get the commission. And we had um, six new regional sales directors last month. Uh, Miss Lillian, Adam, Athena, Kelly, Jason, and Cheryl, um, all were promoted last month to regional sales director. So congratulations to all six of you. Hopefully looking more to doing even more in the month of August. Our hardware folks did six figure income rings in our Rolex club. Very straightforward. We talk about this on a day to day basis. Six figures in one year get you the ring, a beautiful thing to wear on your finger every day as a trophy. Also a great recruiting piece, great um, conversation starter as well as that watch, 150,000 in personal production, 250 gets you to 1.8 million if you're a manager. And the only other requirement is that you carry at least a 85% or higher fourth month persistency. Looks like Eddie Banks at the airport. <laughs> the only time you gotta wear a mask nowadays. The takeover folks, the takeover meeting, I just posted the link in the bio. Please take a minute and RSVP. This is going to be in Davie, Florida, in the Fort Lauderdale area, Friday the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Um, at the Signature Grand next month, um, we're going to be raffling off a lot of prizes. So every attendee, whether you're a licensed insurance agent or not, whether you're a prospective agent or just an agent with us, you're all going to receive a raffle ticket. We're going to be raffling off a brand new MacBook and some more other prizes like some free leads and, and other things that we're going to be giving out. Um, every person that you do bring with you to this meeting, it doesn't make a difference if it's your spouse, a son or daughter, your neighbor, your grandma, your grandpa, a prospective agent, any, any person that you want to bring, you'll also get an additional raffle ticket with the chance to win um, some great prizes. We're going to have some great, 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 amazing, phenomenal speakers that are gonna show us the way of how to become a millionaire in this business, folks. You do not wanna miss this meeting. It's gonna be mind blowing. Our simple sales system, folks, and what I love so much about this business is that it is simple. 
It's hard, requires a lot of work, a lot of hard work, but it's extremely simple. 20 leads a week, first house, first call, 9 a.m., work until dark 30, 15 presentations a week and call your manager a lot. Folks, it's really that easy. And it's mind boggling sometimes to see how few people actually will follow that consistently and persistently every single day, even when things don't go as planned. But this system works and hopefully these calls will allow you to understand that this system does work, folks. Talking about our leads and, and you know, I, I love this slide so much because it really breaks down that it's really just a numbers thing, folks. This business is all about leads, leads and leads. That's what it's all about. And there's not a person on our leaderboard every single week, not one in our top 10, 20 or whatever, that's not getting leads every single week, folks. We did a little analysis of our agency and the first part of the year, the first half of the year, $176 premium per lead. So that means if you want to write 5,000 in a week, all you got to do is take 28.4 leads at $176 premium per lead and you'll write $5,000. But you got to work all those leads. You can't just get them and not work them. You know, and it brought me up to the one week where Bianca Menard uh, broke our company record and wrote over $30,000 in just one week. Um, shattered the previous record and she did it with about 200 leads and that week she was a little bit lower than average so look at that someone was 26 dollars below the average of our agency and still broke the company record for most production in a week folks the leads work they get you in front of the right people they put you where you got to go all you got to do is go out there and work the leads don't be scared of the leads folks the leads work put the pressure on the system take the pressure off yourself folks so you want to build a business i don't think there's a person that's on this call that does not want to build a business we're all here because we're all entrepreneurs right we're all here because you know we don't want to punch the clock we don't want to spend our life making someone else's dreams come true we we, we came here to senior life in the blake group because we want our own business in order to to build a business we need people, right? As we spoke about on our last uh, Fired Up Friday meeting, which was that power of one person and where, where your business can be if just if you hire one person every week and write one app a week and everybody that you hire does that forever, you'll be doing over a million dollars a month in less than a year. But we got to start somewhere, folks. So I'll ask you this question. Last week, how many people did you hire? How many people did you enroll in, in our pre-licensing course through Excel testing solutions. How many people did you talk to about this opportunity? How many business cards did you hand out? How many people did you direct to our website to watch the video? You know, how many conversations did you have with people that you know or people that you don't know about this business? Folks, if we want to get somewhere, we gotta do things a little bit different. And it all starts with just talking to some folks. So if you want to grow and build a business, you got to start hiring some people. And if you want to start hiring people and you're not really sure exactly where to start or what to do, I'm going to encourage all of you to get with myself or your manager as soon as possible and allow him or her to give you some examples and some ways and some techniques to start these types of conversation folks. Working leads and recruiting, that's our business, folks. If you want to build a business, 
the guy or the girl that recruits the most people and works the most leads is the guy or the girl that's going to win. That's going to be on top of that leaderboard every single day. I promise you that. How many people did you hire this week? Let's put some effort towards that and let's build that business that you want to build. We just got back from Mexico, folks, and we had some amazing, amazing announcements that we did there. A lot of recognition. We had a great time, folks. you got to be on these trips. I'm telling you, it was phenomenal. And we had the pleasure of recognizing these four amazing new people that are not new people, but new stockholders. These four individuals now took advantage and purchased stock in Senior Life Insurance Company. And we have David, Kiki, Blake and Joanne, all are new shareholders with Senior Life Insurance Company. So within the Blake group, in addition to myself and these four, we have five people. We have the most number of people in any one agency with Senior Life Insurance Company that are stockholders. Okay, that's amazing. That means you, you, you see the vision that Ron Powell set out. And just to give you guys an idea, last year, our stock price for Senior Life Insurance Company was up over 30%. Just say, if you invested $100,000 into Senior Life Insurance Company stock and it had an increase of 30%, how much money did you make? 30 grand. And this is in addition to um, renewals, in addition to your advanced commissions and pay-throughs, right? It's amazing. You guys all heard me probably say it before at some of these meetings is, you know, I encourage everybody to do better than we're doing because every single policy that they write, I'm making money and it's phenomenal. Now, David, Kiki, Blake and Joanne, you're part of that special group of people. So congratulations to all of you guys. Amazing, amazing accomplishment. Phenomenal accomplishment. I got to start using phenomenal. We also had um, three new anniversary ring um, recipients at the convention. David, Joanne and Kiki all celebrate their Three year, three years with the company. There is some production requirements that are built into there. I forget exactly what they are. I know it's about 150,000 personal production and 1. something million as a group. But these all three people did do it. And congratulations to all three of you. Amazing, amazing three year anniversary rings. So much fun. And the most prestigious award I think that Senior Life can give, we have Mr. David Price had joined the Millionaires Club, the fastest, the fastest millionaire club new member with Senior Life Insurance Company ever in company history, did it faster than I did it, Mr. David Price. Congratulations, David. Amazing, Woo! amazing. Got two people within the Blake group that are part of that Millionaire Club. So amazing, so amazing. Congratulations to David, congratulations to everybody else. Dave, you gotta wear that gold jacket, even if it's hot out now. That's, that's just what it takes. You gotta wear that even when you, you, your, your wife or girlfriend makes fun of you because it's so tacky and gold. You gotta wear it to dinner, man. It's just what you gotta do now. It's like that green master's jacket, you know? You gotta be proud of it. This week's topic, folks, is fact-finding. Fact-finding, one of my most favorite topics, guys. <clears throat> And the reason I like this topic so much is because it sets up everything. If you do your job in this stage, it almost to a certain degree, like you don't even need to know how to overcome objections for the most part. If you do your job right here, 
you'll know why you're talking to that person, what they want, how they want it, the whole nine, you know, but so few, so, so often I, I hear people, see people, observe people, you know, going through the presentation and never taking any time to find out what their problem is, right? What I've learned in a lot of the sales training that I do is that people only buy things for one reason, is to solve a problem. That's it. And if we don't know what that problem is, then we're going to have a really difficult, difficult time solving it and setting up the presentation. See, a, a good doing a good job in the fact finding stage, right, is is vital to how your presentation is going to go. Right. If you don't do a good job there, you almost don't even know what to say to them, how to say it. I never, never even plugged in my new camera here. I can't believe I didn't do that. But you never even, um, let me change this real quick to get you a nice little better picture. I got this expensive camera. So, um, so you know, it, it sets up everything. It, it, it'll tell you how to explain the features and benefits. It'll tell you what's important. Right now, we have the power questions that are a, a basic shell of some of the right questions to ask, but they're not all the questions to ask. The person that asks the most questions and gets answers to them is the person that controls the sales process, that controls the entire thing. Okay. I want to play like two quick videos. Hopefully, I have time to play both of them. But I want to play two real quick for you guys um, from our main man, Greg Cardone. See if you can help you understand how fact find or how, how you can properly fact find. Okay. And see if this helps kind of raise some eyebrows as opposed to just listening to myself talk about it. So hold on for one second. Let me do a new share here. And check this out. It is said that questions control the sale. But there's certain things that you have to know to make a sale. It is literally impossible to control a sale without asking quality questions and getting the answer to those questions. <clears throat> See, where you work, they could call it the qualifying, identifying wants and needs. They could call it investigation. Look, call it what you may. When you're a salesperson, you have to get quality questions answered. This step sets up everything else, the presentation of product and negotiations and how you close are set up with questions. You don't want to just start talking about your product without knowing hey, what's important to the customer. The quality questions ultimately speed up the time you spend with the customer by clarifying for you and them what they want, why they want it, how they can justify actually buying it and how you can make sense of them making a decision. He who controls the questions controls the sale. Most people, most salespeople go off talking about their product and have no clue what someone really wants. Questions like, why that product? Have you ever wondered, hey, why that one product? You need to get the answer to that question. Why did they decide to come in today or call in today or visit your website? Why now? What is the motive? What is the, what caused them to do something? Questions like, what do you like about what you have now? This could be used in any business. What would you change about what you have now? Is another good question. What are you trying to accomplish by getting this? 
if you don't find out what is driving or motivating your customer, you will not know what is the right product for that person. You will not know how to more importantly present that product. And even more importantly, you're not going to know how to close the deal. So you need to be selling and never get paid. See, we call this the dominant buying motive, the DBM. What is that one thing or two things that would push somebody over the edge? See, the question is, how do you get away with asking these questions when you're asking for dominant buying motives? And more importantly, how do you get away with getting answers to them? That's what we're going to be handling in all these next segments, how to ask quality questions, get the answer, control the sale, and collect enough information so you know how to close it. All right, so I got one more too, but let's just run through this really quick little quiz. And before I do, you know, one really, really powerful question to ask people in this qualifying stage is you just, you know, and it sounds so crazy, but it's such a powerful question, which is why haven't you done anything yet? You know, you ask somebody, what prompted you to call for a TV commercial? Well, I want to buy some life insurance. Okay, great, Mr. Jones. Um, let me ask you a question. Why haven't you done anything yet? Pretty powerful question. A primary reason for the fact-finding step is to get on common ground, to clarify what the customer wants, build value, or to get a referral. To clarify what the customer wants, right? <clears throat> what does the fact-finding set up? The greeting, the demo, none of the sales process, the rest of the sales process, or none of the above? The rest of the sales process. Fact-finding might also be called identifying wants and needs investigation, all of them, right? <clears throat> what does DBM stand for? It's not Dave Matthews Band, right? Or whatever it is, dominant buying motive. It's gonna kind of run through this so we can get through it. What do you like about your current vehicle, furniture, insurance plan, et cetera, is a good fact-finding question because it prompts the customer to talk about what they value in the product, true. You know, what do they like about it? And then you can build value around, make sure you don't wanna talk about stuff that they don't, that's not interest to them. Is it said that questions control the sale? Yes, true. Okay, this next one's about four minutes and then we'll try to get some role playing in. In the 21st century, you must be very clever in asking these quality questions, getting answers to them so that you do so in a manner that presents you as being of service to the customer. See, the biggest mistake and that's what we're going to cover here. Some basic biggest mistakes that you will make in asking questions. Number one, biggest mistake. You just don't ask. You don't take the time to investigate or determine what's important, why it's important, why are they here today? What exactly are they looking for? What do they not want to repeat? Number two, you ask questions and don't get answers. I see salespeople do this constantly. You know, you'll introduce yourself. My name's Grant, yours. And they'll be like, never say anything. I'm just looking. And you'll never go back and say, in your name, sir, you have to get an answer to a question. You know, what do you like about your present situation? They don't answer. Ask the question again. Get an answer. Number three, you don't ask questions that are relevant. This is a mistake. You want to be relevant in the questions you ask. They need to make sense, segue. They need to somehow bridge between what the customer's interested in, what they're asking about, maybe objections they're having, and segue or bridge, you know, connect with relevant questions. And number four, mistake, you ask bad questions. <clears throat> you ask questions that offend people. Things like, are you going to buy today? If I come out there, will you commit? Am I going to be wasting my time if I come out there? Those are questions. They're not quality questions. They're bad questions. Because your customers are guarded and protected, 
They're trained not to give much. They have bad perception of salespeople and possibly consider that they were manipulated before and now will resist answering your questions. See, that's why your attitude is critical. I can't just tell you, hey, ask quality questions, get answers. You have to deal with all the other dynamics of the 21st century customer. Your attitude is critical. And that you present an attitude of service, not just control, of service, of helping people, not just manipulation. Then you will get your questions answered. See, all this is about putting your buyer at ease so that they will answer questions. That's why this road to the sale, the greeting, putting them at ease, getting on common ground, all that is critical to what we're going to do in the later steps. This is the way in which you're going to present yourself different than your competitors. See, you care more. You need to get this. You care more and you need to present that. That's why I'm asking the question. You give more. And that's why you're asking. You're more willing, more helpful. You're going to follow up more and you'll give more of yourself. Hey, you're entitled to ask more. If you're truly different, then you have to be different than your competition. So the mistakes in asking questions are what? Number one, do you remember? Don't ask. Number two, didn't get an answer. Number three, the questions you ask are not relevant. You want them to be relevant, Steve. And number four, you ask bad questions. They're just dumb questions, okay? Hey, how much money do you have down? What, do you, what is your budget? These are bad questions. They turn you off, they turn them off. Look, you have to get your questions down and more importantly, you don't want your attention on the question. That's why you want to know this. You want your attention on what? The answer. And remember the answer. And make sure that the questions you're asking are relevant to the information you get is quality. And look, avoid asking bad questions because the moment you do, you end the questions and collection of answers cycle. Example. Okay, I'll give you an example here. Customer says, I don't have time. And you say, hey, how much time do you have? And you get an answer. He said 20 minutes and you say, hey, great, the next 20 minutes, you use that data, that information. During the next 20 minutes, I'm going to get you price down, payment, monthly payment. I'll get you all the information on what you want. He says, but can you do all that in 20 minutes? And I say, no problem. What did you just find out? Okay. Well, Grant, I found out he's going to be making down payments and monthly payments and he wants information on a particular product. Why is that such a big deal? Because I asked one question and got multiple answers. Equality questions have to be relevant. They not only get you information, they also cause the buyer to drop their guard. Watch what happened. During the next 20 minutes, I satisfied the objection or concern. I'm going to get you price, down payment, monthly payment, and all the information about the product you want. Okay? I drop his guard. I tell him I, I suffice, can do everything, and I'm asking questions while I do it. And he doesn't know. He tells me, hey, I'm going to be making payments. I'm going to have a down payment. I'm not the price buyer. Learn this information. Quality questions, great answers. It'll direct you on the road to the tail. There we go, guys. There we go. So a couple of quick questions, only three of them here. Giving more information, being more, being of more service, having a great attitude will help you with getting more information from the customer, being likable, avoiding price, all of the above. Getting more information from the customer, right? Number two, what is one of the biggest mistakes a sales professional makes when fact-finding, asking offensive questions, irrelevant, or, or all of the above? All of the above. Number three, when asking questions, always have your attention on the answer, right? Cool. Okay. So let me get back to the slide here. There we go. All right. So, you know, I, I hope that that kind of helps you guys understand just really the importance of that first stage beginning part of the presentation. 
You know, I don't know if you picked up where Grant kind of said in there that people are just kind of programmed to shut down and not answer questions and things like that, but we got to do a good job in, in, in getting them to open up, right? So who wants to role play with me for just a few minutes? We got five minutes left in this call. Who, who wants to help me out a little bit? Someone help me out here. Hey, I will, Doug. What's going on? What's up, Matt? What's up, Matt? Okay, Matt. So do me a favor, Matt. Ask me what you perceive to be is an important fact-finding question. Um, an important fact-finding question. You know, a lot of people I always hear always say, you know, what really prompted you to call into the TV commercial? But that's kind of vague. And like you said, being very direct, I mean, why haven't you purchased it yet? You know, you're 66 years young with no life insurance. I mean, what are we really waiting for? Um, one question that I, I always like to dig a little bit deeper because, you know, um, a lot of times you have to dig deeper. And usually when you start asking the right questions, it's, it's always not going to be sunshines and rainbows. It's, it sometimes it's a little bit ugly. Um, I think a really good question I ask um, sometimes is, um, give me like two seconds. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, um, like mid-call. Um, let's see. You know, are you asking me to ask you a power question? Just ask me whatever you feel to be a relevant fact-finding question. Relevant fact-finding question. Okay. Um, now, Doug, I understand, you know, you have called into the TV commercial. Um, <laughs> I'm choking right now. Hold on. Give me a second. Um, ask me what prompted me to call for a TV commercial. No. Yeah. I've, I've asked that many times. Of course. I mean, what really prompted you to call in Doug? You know, were you looking for this for yourself? Were you looking for a loved one? I mean, was your goal when you had called in was just to cover all your final wishes or do you want to leave a cash benefit for your family afterwards? Yeah. All, all of that. Okay, great. So what I would recommend, because with our legacy program, you know, that cuts the cost of your final expenses up to 50%, depending on which type of service you choose. So, so let me ask you this question real quick, Matt, by you <laughs> asking me those questions and you gave me, you kind of gave me some examples as to what you were wanting me to say. And I just said, yeah, all of that. I mean, what did you really gain from that? What did you really, what did you really, what do you really know about what, what, it, what my problem is? I don't, as of right now, I still don't really know what the problem is exactly. Um, that's why you have to keep digging. Um, we gotta, when you ask a question, folks, and Matthew, it's very important to zip it. And, let, you know, I will tell you that your customer, your prospect should be talking more than you. Mm -hmm. Talking more than your customer, than or the prospective customer, then there's a problem. So just ask me what prompted me to fill out the, to call off our TV commercial. Just ask me that and just and just shut up. Exactly. Okay. So Doug, what prompted you to call into the TV commercial? Mute your mic. Well, you know, I I was just curious, Matt. Perfect. You know, and uh, I'll be able to go over all the features and benefits with you. Now, were you looking for this information for just yourself, Doug, or for you and a loved one? Just for myself. Okay, great. And uh, I see that you're 58 years young in Tallahassee, Florida. Now, why did I call? And why did you call? 
Why did I call? That, that's where we have to dig deeper on. So if someone were to say, well, I was just curious. Perfect. Great, Matt. I'm so happy that you called our TV commercial and that you're curious. So to help me understand your situations a little bit better, Matt, you know, what exactly about our TV commercial were you curious about? The return of, yeah, exactly. And, and what about it, Matt? Were you curious about? Oh, I was curious about that commercial where you get all your money back. Excellent. Awesome. Isn't that a great feature? It is. It's unbelievable, actually. So, Matt, about that, what do you like to do? I mean, the reason I called was because I've never heard of an insurance program where you can get all your money back afterwards. Okay. Okay. So, so again, what is it that you like the most about that feature? The fact that, God forbid, anything happens in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years after I live the coverage, you know, I get the lump sum payment afterwards. You know, that was something that I was looking for when I had called in. Okay. Did you ever have a particular policy like that before? No, I, I don't. I've never had a policy like that. I never even heard of such a plan. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Yeah, very neat. Is there anything else, Matt, that also prompted you to call our TV commercial? What else is important to you? The most important thing right now is family. You know, I'm 68 years young and I don't have any insurance in place. And I just want to leave my kids with a little bit of a cash benefit. God forbid something happens. I don't want them to go out of pocket. Take that 68 years young stuff out of your vocabulary. It sounds cheesy. Just They're 68 years old. They're old. They know it. Call them old. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, it's no big deal. But um, <clears throat> so I know we're kind of running out of time here. But again, you just got to keep talking. Yes. See, the people called off that return of premium TV commercial to purchase life insurance. Mm -hmm. You got to get them talking about why they called. Yeah, that, that helped. That moved the needle a little bit, but they're still calling to protect their family. And that's what I got to drill home. Because if mm -hmm. I just allow them to stay focused on return of premium, return of premium, return of premium, knowing that most people don't even qualify for it, yeah. right? Anyways, it, it, it's going to be very, very difficult for me to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, folks, we got to all try to do a better job of digging deeper. Don't get off the question. I asked Matt a question. I didn't get a response back. He, he gave me like a political answer. So what I do, I ask them the same question again. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking the same question again, 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 until I get the answer that I need, because it's my, my job, my goal to, to build a case, to know what I need to focus on throughout the duration of my presentation. So this is the most critical and crucial stage because it sets up everything else. So this whole week, we're going to get the practice on this kind of stuff, guys. I'm sorry for going over a couple of minutes late here today, but I would encourage all of you guys to take a few minutes this morning, talk with your upline, talk with your manager, Go over some questions, some good questions to ask. Don't give up when you get the first response and keep on moving, folks. I appreciate all that you do, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great week. And if you need me, you know where to get me. Take care, guys. Thanks, Doug. Got it. Thanks, Doug. You're welcome. And don't forget Thanks, to sign Doug. up for our trip for our meeting. Links in the bio.